Welcome to Buddy Read Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Nia. And we're roommates. And we're best friends. Thank you very much. I mean, we're both. Exactly. Therefore, mention it. Okay. We also love to listen to audiobooks. Recently, we started Buddy Reading. Or is it listening? Buddy listening? Buddy reading? You know what? It's whichever. Right. And we wanted to share our thoughts. Yep. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So sit back. Relax. Because Buddy Read starts now. Welcome back to episode 12. We have made it to the end, y'all. It is the end of the month. Yep. As well as the end of our review-a-thon. Unfortunately. I know. I really enjoyed this month. Yes, we had a we had a good month, but the month kind of went by fast-ish. Yeah, fast-ish, but still a little slow for me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, before we even jump start into the episode, obviously, or not obviously, we're reviewing the last book of the series, yeah. Snapped, by Alexa Martin. Ugh. Special thanks to the Berkeley Romance team and NetGalley for sending us or giving us or gifting us, whichever one you want to use, <laughs> an e-advanced reader's copy of Snapped in time to do this episode. Thank you so much. We also purchased a physical copy because we support our authors. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for this episode because I stayed up way past my bedtime last night <laughs> sure did <laughs> to finish it and it was more so like it's not just for the show obviously it's for the show but also because like i really really was uh into this book but i am paying the final costs for it all yeah so if you hear any sips and sips if she's a little grumpy i'm not grumpy i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm not grumpy i just you just might hear a little sips uh that's just me recaffeinating myself <laughs> because I don't know how much caffeine I need to in, in, in uh, indulge in today. Yeah. But yeah. It's gonna work out. <laughs> I know. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into the synopsis. With the stakes this high, it's no longer just a game for the quarterback in this romance by the author of Blitzed. Elliot Reed is living her best life, or pretending to. She owes it to her dad's memory to be happy and make the most of her new job as strategic communications manager for the Denver Mustangs. Things are going well until star quarterback Quinton Howard Jr. decides to use the field as his stage and becomes the first player to take a knee during the national anthem. As a son of a former professional athlete, Quinton knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about football. He's worked his entire life to gain recognition in the sport, and now that he has, he's not about to waste his chance to change the league for better. Not even the brilliant but infuriating Elliot, who the Mustangs assigned to manage him, will get Quinton back in line. A rocky initial meeting only leads to more tension between Quinton and Elliot, but as her new job forces them to spend time together, she realizes they may have more in common than she could have ever imagined. With her job and his integrity on the line, this is one coin toss that nobody can win. Disclaimer, this is a spoilery episode. If you haven't read the book we're discussing yet, check back in with us once you have. For this review, we'll be focusing on the great, the good, and the bad. Yeah, we already established that there will be no uglies. Yeah, there, there won't be. Um... There could have been with with Snap because we technically didn't read Snapped before. Yeah. But yeah. you got lucky because there is none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's get into it. 
what is your great okay my great throughout this whole month has been the relatability of the book or books rather honestly if you had a dollar for every time we said that on this show you'd be able to buy like a venti starbucks something honestly because (laughs) my review basically hasn't changed a lot no no i mean for both of us we both expound on relatability especially with this series that is is why i'm saying that is true y'all could probably buy a venti something (laughs) just saying on us (laughs) yeah but for real it has been the relatability um i feel like miss alexa she she can make you feel like you're in it she makes you feel like these are your friends and these are situations that you can see happening in your real life i love it hands down um what else it has to be the way she addressed especially in this book real life situations for example like microaggressions racism racial uh disparities in nfl like i i mean i've watched football i really didn't know how far certain things went right so i was just like okay educate me sis educate me so i really enjoyed that um because i mean to a certain degree in real life now it feels like we almost have to educate people on things like they never realized right. or they didn't want to see their colorblind. Right. No, these are real things that are happening to real people. Some that we know, some we don't, but when things happen, we feel it, you know, right. as black women, I, I believe I could say for both of us that we feel it when certain things happen in the news or like we just hear about certain things. I feel like it was so timely, especially for the climate of everything going on right now. Um, what was another great? I think she combined, I think to a certain degree for me, the, um, the playbook series was kind of like an easy read, like a cute read, like, oh yeah, I can see myself with this football player. But I think for, um, Snap especially, I think she did a good job of combining like an easy read with like, uh, serious topic. I don't, is there a way to explain it? I mean, it's, she does that. I think throughout the series, but this one definitely yeah. packed a massive punch. She does yeah. mix the light with the with the hard. Okay, yeah. Or the rough, tough. Wow. You you so- you know like you you guys know what I'm trying to say. I hope you do. <laughs> but we're we're basically saying that she it's a lighthearted. The series itself can be lighthearted, yeah. but there are very serious topics. Yeah. That are also addressed. And I think this one was a bit more serious. Um. So I kind of enjoyed it a bit more because I I don't know I guess because I am a black woman I kind of enjoyed it a little bit more just because it is me seeing like things that people are actually going through on the page for real for real um lastly I have to say Elliot um despite her being a little slow and on the short bus in a bit where it comes to like real life no, don't laugh did at me. Not say the short bus. Like in in the race between the uh what is it called? The 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 tortoise tortoise? Yeah and the, the hair. The hair, the tortoise, or yeah. the turtle. Or, or turtle, whoever. I feel like she's she's mm, you know what? Just kidding. That was a bad example. Because I just feel like I just feel like she's she's just behind. She just she was just slow in the book. Uh-huh. Um I think her story of I guess evolving 
mm-hmm. her character evolving, mm-hmm. I feel like that was really great for me. Oh, it's her I, development. Yes, her development. That's the word. I said evolvement. Her development <laughs> was really good, and I enjoyed it from the beginning. In the middle, I was... I was hmm? From the beginning to the end, I got annoyed with her towards the end. Um, but she collected herself real quick and I enjoyed her. Okay. Also with Elliot and her um, and her grief, I really related to her when it came to that because it wasn't classic. And, you know, she had the inner monologue that I'll say people do have. Um, especially when it came to her not wanting to burden her friends, feeling like a Debbie Downer, but she was able to find someone where she didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I I really did appreciate that aspect. So yeah, that's that's my long list of greats. Well, look who's talking more. Look who's talking more at <laughs> look, the end of the month. <laughs> look who's long-winded. I know, right? Well, um... So yeah, you basically said everything I was going to say. So my greats are um, very similar to what Nia said, but in different orders. So my first great is definitely the themes, uh, specifically grief. Um, From the start, we are aware of the fact that Elliot lost her father and she now works for the Denver Mustangs, which he's a huge fan or he was a huge fan of that team. Yeah. Um... Um, but in recent years, I've noticed in both YA and in um, adult fiction in general that there has been a special care with addressing the realities of grief. Um, and with this book, she hit home. And I don't appreciate the fact that I cried um, three times and we weren't even at chapter 16. Excuse you. Y'all, I boohooed. <laughs> like, we had 38 chapters in total plus the epilogue. I'm crying by 16? How dare you? And I, when I say I cried three times, I mean, like, I cried three times before chapter 16. <laughs> okay, I don't, that's not counting the other times I cried throughout the story. So how dare you? But thank you. But how dare you? <laughs> um, I think it was really great. And I know that um, Alexa, I was like, as, as you were talking, I was trying to find the tweet. Alexa had tweeted out in September that, you know, she had lost her mom and uh you know she she lost her father too she also lost her grandparents and it was just um i could see that storyline play in the book yeah um and my heart goes out to to anyone who's lost a parent you know we're not we're not strangers to what that feels like and that pain she was just excuse me talking about me like she had instant access to my life right um but i think it was done very well that was that was grief was was portrayed very well for me and obviously for nia and i we both appreciated it but i did not appreciate crying so damn much excuse you the next theme that i've probably said over and over throughout the series is the friendship the importance of friendship yeah um that found family that did not go anywhere in this story. We walk into the book with three new characters, actually. Yeah. Um, Elliot being the main character and her two best friends from high school. And just how seamlessly they blended in with like Vani and yeah. Bryn and Paisley yeah. and Tanya and everybody else except Charlie and A- A- Aviana? Ariana? Yeah, A- Aviana. Aviana, there we go. Uh, those two were kind of missing. 
a little bit. Poppy, yeah. Poppy, Poppy was there. Poppy was there, pregnant again. I'm here pregnant thinking. Pregnant again. I was here thinking for some reason that Poppy was still pregnant from the last book. Oh no, ma'am. She's pregnant again. Uh, excuse you. Because Miss um, Posey out here um, liking balloons and whatnot. Yeah, Posey, what a nice weird name, and I want to <laughs> know more. Um. And also, Bren, I think, you know, getting to know Bren now that she's married to Maxwell. Yeah. Um, but she didn't take Maxwell's last name. I thought that was boss. <laughs> but the friendship was ob- honestly the best. It's the best parts of the series for, for both of us, I think. But for yeah. me, especially, um, it was seamless. I loved it. Like, that's it. Point blank. <laughs> Next up on the great list, relatability. Like I said, venti coffee for you. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Um, specifically with this book, I felt super connected to Elliot the yeah. most. Yeah. Um, and then Bonnie. Still love me some Bryn, but those two really kind of grabbed onto me through this story. And I'm going to talk about Bonnie soon, um, in the next section, but, <laughs> uh, the, the, those two really kind of tapped into different sides of my personality and what I guess really tripped me up and made me like happy but angry at the same time about this book is that I legitimately just said in Blitzed that I felt like Bryn is the most like me and now I feel like I gotta take that back and say that Elliot minus the whole 5'3 thing because I'm 5'11 I'm 5'3 me and um, her whatever uh Elliot (laughs) is the most like me in a lot of ways and obviously like I mentioned with grief yes but even with like things like Coco like when she brought up Coco and how Coco basically ripped her heart listen I said first of all who are you to be like talking about what I talk about excuse me because we've had this conversation about Coco well actually I watched Coco for the first time with you yeah and let me tell you she did not prepare me okay I sure didn't because you had to feel it the way I felt it in the theater when the little kid that I I took to see it because she begged. We went. Oh, it's a child's movie, and I boo hooing in the theater with her. Actually, yeah, I, I got lucky. I got to watch it in someone's house. So <laughs> only three people saw me cry. Ha! Right. <laughs> but um, from like just just those aspects of her, as well as like her funny side. Um, yeah, yep. how protective she is of herself in general. Yeah, uh, choosing to separate from her old life. Uh, I completely understood that after losing her dad, she yeah. just kind of like separated. I I got story of my life. There is just so many parts of Elliot that I felt like was, was like, "Hi, Kim, nice to meet you." So basically, Alexa, you rock at, at making these relatable ass characters. Literally. And last but not least. Um, I learned so much about football right. in this book. Now, obviously it's a sports romance. It's a football romance. Most of the major characters, in fact, all of the major characters, one of them is at least a football player. Yeah. But I did not know about things like pension parity. Obviously we mentioned CTE in Fumbled because yeah. that's why um, TK, TK decided to retire. Yeah. Um, but pension parity was brought up in, in, in this book and if you don't know what pension parity is go look it up please do because I had to look it up and to know that a lot of racism exists in the league and I'm not going to say that like 
I'm not aware that racism exists in the league. I'm aware. I just didn't know to the fullest extent. Like the craziest part to me was when somebody, when a, when a team is trying to take on a new player, who's evidently a quarterback, got his ring and everything and say, nah, I don't want him to be a quarterback. I want him to be wide receiver. Excuse you. And it's only cause he black. Exactly. Um, and that was wild to me. It was just like, I learned a lot more about football and I, I'm a, I'm not weird in between about football, meaning that it's not my favorite, favorite sport, but I do enjoy watching it. Same. Um, and it was just, wow. Seriously, look up pension parity and then look up the different charities that try to combat that. Look up, uh, I think it was uh, the, the something of 1993. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Look all of that up. We, Please do. 1993 stuck out because duh, I was born that year. <laughs> the best year. Um, And yeah, so that's, that's it for my grade. So I was long-winded too. Ha, as always. <laughs> it's fine. Now I understand. For real, for real. All right, so moving on to our goods, characters and character development. Specifically, though, Donnie and Bonnie, which I just realized they rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is no shock how I feel about Bonnie. I've spoken about how much I've loved Bonnie from Fumbled on. But I will say that with Snapped, I didn't realize that Alexa was kind of setting us up to understand just how much she develops throughout the series. Right. Bonnie is that uh, secondary character that's still a part of the main cast. And um, through the first, through the second and third book, we kind of see this one skewed vision of Bonnie. And that is like, she's a badass. She's a boss. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's the president of the lady mustangs she's the mom friend which is why i love her but in snapped we got to see a side of her that i really didn't expect to see absolutely not and that was that she's she's like lost her identity in being all of those things that i thought made her awesome exactly um she's she felt lost in 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 those identities and wanted to kind of get back to herself which is the lawyer that she was prior to agreeing to step down so that you know her husband can make his dreams come true and she can take care of the kids and all of that with this book we definitely get an insight on that and it was rough because like bonnie's my rock so when she starts crying i'm like wait a minute yeah stop it stop it um but i appreciated i really appreciated uh getting to know bonnie in that way too unfortunately this is the end of the series and we don't really see an immediate resolution for Bonnie and I don't know if that means that she's going to actually give us another book because she loves us and she heard us say that we want another book for Bonnie thanks Alexa uh, <laughs> but um, Bonnie definitely like stole the show for me again like I said and really appreciated her development throughout the series uh, next up we don't give a lot of love to Donnie on this show we have to we have to Donnie first of all is one freaking badass agent he sure is and he's been a part of the story from book one and it's been a crying shame that we fellow new yorkers have not talked about the bad foul mouth badass (laughs) agent donnie i i'm so disappointed in us okay yeah i think some disappointment is needed on our side because donnie you know what it is donnie comes on the on the pages kind of like like that asshole but that asshole that you, you you're gonna love right and he like says it even a lot in this book he's like everybody loves me 
I'm like, no, everybody don't love you. But you know, honestly, everybody does love you. Cool. Yeah. But the reason Donnie gets a special shout out for this book is that Donnie was putting up with nothing. He called people out. He was like, that fucking racist. I say, you better say it again, Donnie. You better say it again. Um, and it's clear that, especially in this book, but it's clear that Donnie loves his players. He loves his absolutely his his, his people. He has he will fight tooth and nail for them, and and he really put the hurting down. Okay, <laughs> he put the hammer down in this one. So shout out to you, Donnie, fellow New Yorkers. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, but I really don't need a story for you. I'm just saying. But he gets a little bit of romance, which I absolutely love. Like, did you peep? I peeped. Um, finally, Quentin, I will talk more about it in the next section, but for the parts that I did appreciate and like him, Quentin was a really great, great player. I think it was very easy to tap into Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of, of the story, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but I did, I did grow to appreciate Quentin in the last half of the book. I just knew you would. Um... So that's that's it for characters. Um, the only other thing in my good is the romance. Um, now, it was a slow burn. I don't hate slow burns. Mm-hmm. Um, and this slow burn aspect of the romance was really good. But there are other parts of the romance that I did not like. Okay. Which will be in the next section. But the <laughs> slow burn part of it, I really do love. I, I really appreciated it. The... the the build-up? Yeah, the tension, the build-up, <laughs> all of that. You know, all the words that I'm trying to say. Um, it was it was really good. It was really good. So, that's it. Those are my goods. Okay. All right. My time has come. Your time has arrived. Um, I'm going to put this in a list form because I, I just feel like that would work better for me time-wise. Um, <laughs> for me, it has to be the friend group. I love the way that they hold each other down when it matters no matter what they hold each other down and even it was like a little a little uh what's what's little scene i guess um where uh elliot was basically not expecting them to hold her down like towards the end and they're like no (laughs) we got you and then even vani was just like um even after anything happens with her and what's the name justin they're gonna be there and I'm just like, I just love the fact that they were always there for each other. And they're, even though Elliot had to learn, they're confident that they will be there for each other. They'll always have that family aspect. Right. Um, I also loved Mrs. Rafter. Yeah, she was a boss. I, I just her. loved her. And I love, I love the fact that they put into it a person that you or that Elliot kind of like left behind to protect herself. But in the end, she really needed that person. Right. You know, I really like that part of it because there has been a few people, especially in my personal life, where I was just like, well, they're more connected to my parents. I, I don't need to do that because if I, you know, uh, communicate with them or engage with them, it's going to bring back the emotions. But these people have turned out to be essential parts of who I am now, you know, hold me down no matter what. And now I know it's like, it's not just because of my parents, they're genuinely, genuinely nice people, you know? Right. <laughs> um, let's see. I actually loved the plot and I loved Quentin. <laughs> I know he had to grow on you, 
but I actually kind of liked him outside of the first meeting I actually kind of liked him I don't know if it's because I'm always um I like the people who have something to quote unquote hide or like it just seems like they're layered I like I like those those type of people yeah me too but he won it (laughs) (laughs) that's okay that's okay (laughs) um his his family storyline thought it was necessary and it was great um definitely learned a lot because of what his father exactly i i loved it i loved it completely um freaking bonnie um there's so much that can be said but all i'm gonna say is that she kept me in my my emotional bag um yes she did i (laughs) bonnie had me thinking i i had three boys and i i was struggling trying to find myself um, and my husband wasn't being as supportive as he should have been. And you were I, in it, like you said was, from the beginning. I jumped. I jumped in. You were in it. Me and Bonnie were practically <laughs> twins. My name was Bonnie, and she was Bonnie. <laughs> Not Bonnie and Bonnie. If you don't go somewhere, you do go somewhere. No, but I based. I I really really loved her storyline, and like you said, it was a character development. And I realized, well, after you spoke, I was just like, you're right. They we really had this this uh one dimensional aspect yes yeah. <laughs> one dimensional and it took no yeah. aspect and of who took, was and it took this book to realize that because i mean for me she was just perfect completely perfect like right. there was nothing that anybody could say i thought her whole life was perfect which uh hello alexa that's great writing right <laughs> <laughs> so i really 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 appreciated her storyline um poppy being pregnant again i was just like yes it makes sense it's crazy because i didn't realize it until like posey got brought up again and then i was like wait a minute this is her third child what the (laughs) hell are y'all doing i mean clearly we know what y'all do exactly (laughs) but yeah poppy being pregnant again i was just here for it donnie finding his little love i was here for it um you know what as much as i hated it because i hated why she ended up in it i really liked the fact or love the fact that elliot ended up in the middle of mahler or mailer is it mahler or mailer mahler he's the uh general manager of the yeah mustangs just a bit of background (laughs) thank you being in the middle of of him and supporting quentin and what he stood for you know right i felt like that storyline was important um because at the end of the day it's like what's the quote um if you don't stand for something you stand for nothing exactly or you'll stand for everything yeah something like that i just feel like um when it especially when it comes to addressing like racism and microaggressions and things like of that nature if you don't address certain things it's almost like you're okay with it because so many things happen and so many people can be affected by it if you're not using your voice it's like you're okay with it you know and i mean that was one of the good things too is that she she uh elliot she's biracial yeah and she has to face some of her internalized racism not not some of it all All of of it yeah throughout the story and i thought that that was an interesting take as a black because she looks black that was one of the um biggest yeah pointers or discussion points in the stories that she looks black she doesn't look biracial yeah and she's had to kind of cope with both sides of her life and what she's kind of internalized and accepted completely so yeah but yeah 
I really enjoyed that, that aspect of it. Okay, so all of that brings us to our bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine's is pretty short. Um, so I'm just getting mine out of the way. <laughs> Basically, my bad is um, the fact that there was no real closure for Vani towards the end. There was no, like, anything. <laughs> I wish there was more. So it's not really a bad because it keeps me, you know, keeps the the fire alive, the flame alive. <laughs> yeah, but it's a bad for you. you yeah. I, I wish there was. But, you know, it is what it is. Like Kim said, I really hope that means that there is a book coming from Vani. I would not be mad at it, and I would definitely read it. What about you, Kim? Well, I got a few. So, <laughs> so, uh, first things first, romance. Now, usually the romance uh, ends up in my grade, for the most part, for this series. But, yeah. This time around, it ended up both in my good and my bad. For the first time, I did not like Enemies to Lovers as a trope. Okay. And that, not great, because Enemies to Lovers my lovers is my all-time favorite romance trope. But I didn't really love it for this one. And it mostly had to do with Quentin. Yeah. Um, I don't mind uh, complex characters. In fact, I end up loving them because I want to figure out why they are this way. Yeah. But at every turn, it's like every part that he, where he was just kind of just standoffish or I come came off rude or was like downright disrespectful. I did not care why he was that way. I did not care to want to figure that out. I was kind of like, you're an asshole. And I don't appreciate this because usually I really love her main leads. Uh, and I did not love him in the beginning. Okay. He grew on me throughout the story. As I said, he, by the second half, I was team Quentin, yeah. but I didn't really like him, which means that I didn't really want her to end up with him at all. Although I know I knew it was going to happen, I didn't really like it. And the tension that they're trying, that uh, I think Alexa was trying to build, didn't work for me. Okay. Which again, don't take away enemies to lovers from me. I love that trope. <laughs> um, that was my like first bad. Um, I gotta give big middle fingers to Mahler literally um the general manager of the denver mustangs he's a racist son of a bitch as donnie said um <laughs> and so there's just massive middle fingers to you sir hope you file, fall off a cliff uh i that I, fall off the cliff i really do Mahler. i hope you fall off a cliff um there was something that uh that uh what's her name elliot did there was something that elliot did that i didn't really like and okay. that was Specifically when I think she kind of like assumes she knows Quentin. Yeah. And he does something that she kind of takes personally. And she takes it personally from the perspective of grief. That I didn't really agree with. I don't want to talk about it it too much because um, although we spoil, I don't want to spoil this. Yeah. But there was that like that action and that kind of like internal monologue that she had about it. I was like, yeah. I don't think this works. I like, did notice that. Too. And and I was like, this is not, I don't agree with this. Um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I thought you had a list list. No. That was cute. That was like three. Yeah. Don't ruin enemies to lovers for me, people. See, I liked it because, I don't know, it seemed a little bit more r- real. Yeah, yeah, it does. There's very, there's very much so an authentic, genuine feeling that comes yeah. from them. I just wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Of, okay of it but yeah so that's it those are my bads uh so what are or what is our takeaway slash moral of the story 
Um, mine is simple because I stole it from the book and <laughs> it's, it's, it's the quote, rewrite the ending, rewrite the ending. And it comes from the last, honestly, it's the absolute last scene before you get to the epilogue. Yeah. Um, when, as you said, you had mentioned it earlier that, um, Elliot was kind of between Mahler, which Mahler represented basically her, her boss. She, he is her boss. Yeah. And her job and uh ugh, what's his name quentin yeah <laughs> quentin who's like her love interest but also her job hangs in the balance for him yeah but on top of that she gets corralled into something that she didn't really want to be a part of yeah but she doesn't make a final decision on until it's too late okay um that's I, what I, i'm sorry that's what i was talking about where i, I thought she really pissed me off towards the end yeah um, the reason we write the ending was so powerful is that really and truly it did feel like their relationship kind of like catapulted up and then like skyrocketed down and was over and she was able to kind of come in and change that and their love like that ending was actually perfect for me I tell you so that's my takeaway and, and moral of the story is that there's always room to rewrite that ending so rewrite the ending rewrite the ending Okay, I love it <laughs> because I stole a quote too, which is basically the same. Well, what is it? Mine's is from Greer, and she said, "You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending." And I found that so good, like definitely snap worthy, because like, how real is that? Yeah, like you can't redo anything. This is life. This is real life. You can't just like rewind and start again. But you have that opportunity to change what you're doing. I don't know. It's like a diet or something. If you ate a cookie on the weekend, it's okay. Just move forward with a salad on Monday. You know? I had a cookie last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the turmoil was real. Okay? Just but for real though, I, I, really, I really think that quote, I need to apply it to my life. Yeah. Moral of the story. Okay. So, ratings. Raidens, I gave it a five. Five out of five. Straight across the board. I loved it. <laughs> if you didn't know, it was a five out of five for her. <laughs> I know, right? All tens. You know, like those judges. Uh-huh. Five, five, five. <laughs> and we... I'll say it after. Um, my rating was a 4.25. Um... You're usually higher than me. That's that's funny. Yeah, because, well, honestly, y'all already know, I've said this a lot of times, I bump up a star for crying, right? Or, like, expressing any, in, like, emotion externally. So I you were at a 3.25? I was at a 3. Um, and I bumped it up to a 4. Wow. Because I cried. Okay. But it wasn't a full 5 for me. Okay. That's okay. It was still a really good book, though. Like, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just that for me, it was just, it's a 4.25. Okay. Now, we didn't talk about Steam at all this episode. Oh, we we actually didn't. What is your Steam factor uh, out of three? Um, I think I'll give it a two point five out of three. Wait, I'm sorry, it's out of three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so put it put it down to a two. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I because it it happened, and I was just like, okay, that was that was a good scene, but it really didn't go anywhere for me when when it came to steam i think i enjoyed the 
outside part of it. Like, yeah. I wasn't here for the steam anymore. Like, I was just like, all right, what's going to happen? Right. So what's crazy is, like, in that last book, uh, Alexa knocked it up. Yeah, and I think I thought she was gonna kind of continue that. She didn't with the story. I love that she didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, for the steam scene, the one steam scene we got. Yeah. Really, one and a half. Um, Yeah, one. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) Little makeout scenes, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I give it. I give it a two two. It was. It was a two. It was a two two. (laughs) Yeah, because I I felt like it was written pretty pretty good. I was just like, okay. Okay. Right. It was hot. It was yeah. hot. But it was just because it was like that one scene. It was just kind of like, wow. Yeah. You can't carry the whole book on its back. Right. Um, so. so, yeah. All right. Our next read. I'm excited. This is Kim's favorite, so I'll, I'll let her. Well, so, uh, obviously, not obviously, because if you don't follow me on Bookstagram, you I wish know. you guys saw her face. Um, Saturday Mass is one of my favorite authors. The A Court of Thorns and Roses series is one of my favorite series. I've legitimately been talking Mia's ear off about <laughs> this series and how much she needs to read it for over two years. She has. And so Nia finally indulged me. We are finally here, Kimberly. And we are going to be listening to the Akatar series next month. And I can't wait. Because Kim has been talking it up, and usually whatever Kim talks up, I I like or yeah. love rather. Example A, um, Exhibit A, uh, the playbook series. Yes, because I did talk her up on interest. So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this extremely, extremely. Unfortunately, we couldn't do a readathon. We wanted to, yeah, but uh, work schedules is not going to allow us to do that. So we are excited to kind of bring back an aspect of interviews that we, you know, we we did a whole reviewathon without having a guest on the show. Yeah. So we're bringing back the aspect of the interviews, which is discussion questions. Yeah. Um, which you all will participate in please thank you please and thank you for real <laughs> we'll have the hashtag mass monday question box in our stories on mondays um and we just look forward to like any questions that you have or yeah. any comments or anything you want us to react to either way we want to hear from you <laughs> so we are super excited for next month next month is once again a review slash readathon of the court of thorns and roses series i can't wait to see how everyone feels but i really can't wait to see how you feel yeah <laughs> I can't wait, guys. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, CastBox, and Anchor.fm. Remember to follow us on Twitter at BuddyReadPod. And Instagram at BuddyReadPodcast for all of our live reactions and updates.